Coming up, I'm going to be giving you my opinion on the special rehearsal edition script of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Parts 1 and 2 out now on this episode of Dispop. His pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Be sure to visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and today I'm joined by myself and my dog down here on the floor who is panting like crazy because we were playing ball outside in the... Oh, I said ball, and now he's really excited. But we were playing that game outside earlier in the 90-degree heat, and the little, little guy's a little tuckered out. Um, but anyway, I just finished reading. I went out and got it this morning. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Part 1 and 2, based on the original news story by J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Jack Thorne, a new play by Jack Thorne. Um, now, I did go to get the midnight release of this book last night at the Barnes & Noble in the Dr. Phillips area, and sweet uh, baby... Harry Potter, were they unorganized? It was, I used to work at a bookstore. I worked at Borders for many years, and I um, was a big part of the six and seven book releases. And the seventh book release, I was actually the MC of the event, but uh, I was responsible for the cafe, and we. Um, made sure that lines were very organized. We put down duct tape, uh, these duct tape rows, so people knew where to go with little lightning bolts, and it would say, like, almost there, and and all this stuff, and we used the intercom a lot. This place, no employee could tell me where the end of the line was. So I spent about 45 minutes looking for that, and then when we started moving forward, I wasn't even sure I was in the right place. So I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm wasting my time here. I'm not even going to be able to read this really tonight. So I just went home, and I woke up first thing, went to Target, 8 a.m., and got it plenty of copies and not only did i get that but i also got this cool thing too which was a harry potter um exclusive 18 by 24 poster that said only at target free poster with the purchase of harry potter and uh it's one that has a uh it's hogsmeade with the castle in the background it's very it's very uh universal-esque looking, but it says, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light that very famous and popular dumbledore quote but that was nice. That was cool. Um, I have never read a Harry Potter book all in one sitting. Like, usually I take my time, but today I was just like, I can't stop. Um, and let's just get into it. This this episode's going to have some spoilers. I will try to keep the major twist away, so I won't, I won't get into that. It's not the third act. It's like the fourth or fifth act, but um, I'll keep that twist alone. But this is going to have spoilers because basically we don't know anything about what this book's about. Um, other than it's the eighth story 19 years later and Harry's past that won't haunt him and his child is having difficulty at school. So first off, uh, in case you're unaware, this is a script. So it is written, it's, it's written, you know, name, line, name, line, name, line. Um, so that takes a, a minute or two to get used to, even if you know you're, you're going to read that because all the other Harry Potter books are not like that. Um, this um the story here in this one picks up basically um well okay so if you haven't recently read the books you'll be okay um as long as you have the movies fresh in your head because i think that this um book other than like one or two parts here and there and they were very minor parts um when it comes to referencing the books it it went for like 
the most known stuff. So the stuff that was incorporated into the movie. Um, so don't don't have too much fear that, you know, oh, maybe I've only seen the movies and I haven't read them. We, first of all, if you've never read the books, you absolutely should. However, if you've never read the books and you want to read this one, I think you'd still be okay, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and um, with that said, this one picks up right where that epilogue from the book and the movie leaves off, where Harry's with the kids at the train station. Basically, that's the first scene of this book, um, or the first scene of this play. This is a play. I should talk about it as a play. Um, and the plot is that Al- Albus Severus Potter is going to his first year of Hogwarts, and he's worried about getting sorted into Slytherin and, you know, living up to his father's name. And the father's like, it'll be okay. The sorting hat lets you choose. And um, so basically, he's going to school with Rose Granger, which is Hermione and um, Ron's child. And she is... She's a little precocious. That's the word I'm going to use. But they get on the train. Um, she basically says, like, we have to choose the right friends, just like our parents chose the right friends in the first year. So she's basically like, we'll interview people. We're going to go through and test them out. So they open this first compartment, and there's a child who is named Scorpius Malfoy. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, that would be Malfoy's son. Um, the one and only Malfoy heir, by the way. And he is there alone. And he's a very nice boy. And Rose is like, I'm not going to talk to this kid. I want no part of him because I know who he's, his parents are and what, what happened when it all went down at the Battle of Hogwarts. And Albus being who he is, he's like, no, I'm going to stay. Rose, you go. And so she leaves. And so basically Scorpius and um, Albus become friends. And then Albus gets sorted into Slytherin. So it was a big deal, Potter and Slytherin. And then things kind of don't go his way. He's not very good in the flying class. And... Um, Basically, these two, they're their only friends. And so there's a lot of uh, the time speeds up. So we see him year two. We see him year three. The chunk of the story takes place in year four. So it kind of like just speeds up and it shows that like it's not really getting any better for for Albus. Um, You know, and his relationship with his father is strained um, where the father feels the father being one Mr. Harry Potter, who is the head of the... um, Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I don't even know where it is in the book, but um, basically the head of like the witch police, um, that's the worst possible thing I could have called it. And I don't have my computer right here to look it up, and I'm just going to, I was going to scroll through the book to see if I can find it, but Hermione is the head of the Ministry of Magic. I mean, come on. She's the new Minister of Magic. And then Harry is the head of the... I want to say the aura department, maybe. Um, there's there's a better title for it. I'm so sorry, I can't remember that. But you get the idea. It's basically Hermione's Hermione's the you know the head of everything, and then Harry's the head of like the enforcement people, and um, and then Ron. I don't know. They said what Ron was doing, but I can't remember to be honest with you. And it's not relevant to the plot, but um. Yeah, because they only bring it up once, and it's basically like a joke that he spends a lot of time taking care of the kids. So, um, oh, he runs the joke shop. Duh. He went into business, you know, after um, with the Wizards, the Weasleys whizzing. Oh my gosh, I can't even say it. You know, the we- the Weasleys joke shop um, took over for the uh, the one twin that passed away. Um, so anyway, that's that's where the adults are at. Uh, Ginny, I believe she works for the Daily Prophet. Um, she might be the head of the Daily Prophet. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's mostly. Uh, they didn't really say what Draco does, but 
you know, he's a he's a prominent character. The, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are prominent characters. Jenny, obviously. Um, and then we've got some other returning characters like McGonagall's in this. Um, there's some surprising characters I'll get into in a second here. But it's the 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 four adults or five adults, excuse me, because it's Hermione, Ron, Harry, Ginny, and um, Draco. Those are the important adults. And then the kids are Albus and um, uh, Scorpius. Those are the two main kids and then rose kind of comes in and out but and the other two harry potter kids the two, harry potter kids the other two potter children aren't really in the story other than like james is very self-sufficient he's the older one and then lily is in school by the fourth year she's like the the freshman the first year hogwarts oh bless you already sneezing over there but anyway um so the kids go to school. They're having a rough time in school. They've got each other. The, the, for me, the most likable character in this book, Scorpius. I actually really enjoyed the Malfoy kid. Um, you kind of learn a little bit more about what Harry's been up to and what Hermione's been going through and all that. And there is um, Harry has discovered a time turner. Um, they all thought they were destroyed in the battle of the ministry um, during the seventh book slash movie where they were fighting in there, I believe is what they were referring to. But he's found one and it's kind of a little unlike any of the other ones. And that's a little side thing to tuck away and put away for later. And at one point, um, after right before um, Albus, everyone's about to go back to school, year four, the beginning of year four, Amos Diggory, Cedric's father, comes to visit Harry and basically blaming him still for the death of his son. And he know he's heard rumors of the time turner. He wants Harry to be able to let him to go back and save the son. And Harry's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's not true. We don't have that time turner. And don't believe everything you hear. And I can't do this. And you know, but he clearly feels guilty too that you know the blood of Cedric Diggory's on his hand. So. Um, Albus hears all this kind of, and he's, um, you know, a little upset. So he, for, he gets to Scorpius, they're on the train, they decide that they're going to jump off the train and they're going to go try and do the right thing and bring this kid back to life. And because Albus is rebelling against his father, um, they get off the train, uh, you know, long story short, they get to the time turner and they decide to go back and rewrite history by trying to stop Cedric from getting killed. So they try and put a charm on him during the first. So they go back to what is the fourth book, the Triwizard Tournament, fourth movie, fourth book. And during the first event that Cedric was involved in, which was getting the golden egg from the dragon, they steal his wand. They do an Expelliarmus, and um, you know he gets uh, embarrassed or whatever, or he gets more determined after that. So they get back to the future, I know, Back to the Future, and I have a Back to the Future post behind me, but they get back to the present, and they things are slightly different. Um, I, I I forget what it was. Like, I know Ron and Hermione are not married anymore, so Rose does not exist, and Ron is married to one of the Patils, and then... Um, it's it's all it's all a little off. Like basically, um, Scorpius and Harry blames the way Albus is acting on Scorpius. So he says you're you're not allowed to be with this, hang out with this kid anymore. And he gives the map to uh, Professor McGonagall, who's uh, headmaster, headmistress, headmaster. She's the the leader of Hogwarts and says you're to track them at all times. You know, don't let them get near each other. Don't hang out. So anyway, they figure you know what we'll try it again. We're gonna do it again. Um, I I need to, yeah. Anyway, so 
Actually, there's another character involved here, but I'm going to specifically leave her out because I don't really want to talk about her story because it is, it's just, you'll understand when you read the book why I didn't mention it. But um, so anyway, they go back and do it again. And the big drama here, spoiler, this is a spoiler, big spoiler, big spoiler. So stop listening or fast forward or whatever. But they go to the second Triwizard tournament, which was in the lake. Remember, they captured everyone they liked, and they stop um, Cedric from doing that. They embarrass him, and then when Scorpius comes up out of the water in the present day, there is no Albus, and the new headmaster is Dolores Umbridge, and um, we come to find out Cedric became a Death Eater, and uh, Voldemort is still around. It's Valor and Voldemort, and it's just hell. Hell on Earth. Hell on Hogwarts. And this leads to a whole series of events where now Scorpius is, but Scorpius is like king. They call him the Scorpion King. He's popular here, but he like, they like murder muggles and stuff. And so he's just not, because he's a good guy. He, you know, but that's that moment where he's kind of tested where it's like, look, you're the king of everything here. But he's like, no, this is wrong. I don't want to be this person. I am who I am, not this guy. And so he decides like, I've got to go, I've got to go enlist help. And, Another spoiler, a big spoiler here. We because everything went down differently and Voldemort's alive, that means that one of our beloved Harry Potter characters is still alive. May the actor rest in peace, Alan Rickman, but Severus Snape will makes an appearance and we you know, they kinda all this. He needs his help, and he brings him to some rebels that are still going along, led by Hermione, who's kind of this crazy badass, and then she's joined by Ron. And again, they're not together again, but they do say they love each other in this world, too, right before they... Whatever, some stuff happens. But anyway, th- then they they fix it, they don't fix it, whatever, they go back, there's another plot. That's just, that's kind of as far as I want to go. I don't want to like give too much away because even though that sounds like that's kind of the big moment of the movie, there still is a, or not the movie, excuse me, the, the play, there is a huge other moment later too. So there are a lot, it, I definitely see why they split it in half. It's not the, the basic three-act structure here, or I guess in a play it would be the two-act structure. However, it it it, it feels good. It, the, the, the So anyway, I'm going to, I'll start a, a I'm done with the plot, more or less, for now. So, I will give you my feelings here. Um, I, I read this all in one sitting, and I've never done that with a Harry Potter book before. Um, I like to take my time. I like to enjoy it. This one, I couldn't stop reading. It's, it took me a second once I started with the flow of it being a play to just kind of, like, keep going. Um, but it... It once you're going, you you don't even know. You know you're lost in that world. Uh, and this play definitely makes me feel lost in that world. In fact, the the lines and the descriptions of what are going on. If you can see this play, you have to see this play. My favorite types of productions are the ones where you'll be sitting in the audience and wondering how did they do that on stage? How did they do this awesome? How did they make this magical? You know what I mean? It, how. I, I don't know. So it, it, one of the best productions I ever saw was Young Frankenstein, the musical, and they do a lot of really awesome combination of dances with effects and all this stuff. This one is going to have crazy effects because there is magic. There are scenes, massive scenes. They, Like I said, they are revisiting past Harry Potter moments, and then they are revisiting scenes they've already revisited, like they've already done. So it's like then, again, from a new angle, there is going to be so much amazing technical production involved in this play. It is a must-see just for that alone, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. And I will applaud them for keeping some major things under wraps, though. Um, you know, not knowing that certain characters were going to make an appearance in this. I had no idea Severus Snape was still around, was going to make an appearance in this book. And Cedric Diggory, he's a character in this, too. Um, albeit, like, kind of one they're working around, but he's there. It's basically one of those where I feel like they, when they were writing this, they really did keep in mind that maybe someday they're going to push to film this movie. So they kind of wanted to bring back the highlights of it. You know, like, oh, let's bring back, you know, Cedric Diggory because it's, um, what's his name with the good hair from Twilight? Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. That is going to, I literally could probably reach behind me because I'm sure one of the movies is over here. But, um, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is the name of the gentleman from Twilight with good hair. I apologize about that. And I'm sure he hates being known as that guy. But but either way, like, you know, and, and maybe not, too, because by the time they were writing... Actually, you know what? By the time this was in production, Alan Rickman was still alive. So there probably was the hope that he would be in this. Um, you know, Dolores Umbridge is in here. And I don't want to say too much of who else makes an appearance in here, but pretty much every character... With the exception of one. So, okay, where's Hagrid in this book? He's never in here. He is in here because we see a scene at Godric's Hollow of what happened when Harry and, you know, when Harry's parents died saving him. But, like, that's it. They don't say where he is. They don't say what happened to him. Where is Hagrid? I want to know where Hagrid is. That's my hashtag for this book. Hashtag where's Hagrid. Um, It's a conspiracy, and I don't like it. Why wasn't Hagrid friend with Albus? You know he would have been friends with him. Anyway, um, this this is probably one of the most um, fully fleshed out plays I have ever like read. I mean, I've, I've I don't read every play I've seen, but I've seen a number of them. And for me, what happens when you do a production is it's kind of you get to that act one, act two break. There's usually that time frame difference, you know, and it speeds up. But I always feel like Act 2 is always just kind of chops a little more. Like, I'll use Wicked as an example. Um, so Wicked's great. The first the first act is solid. Solid, easily, like, okay, there's a movie for you. And Act 2, though, it skips forward, and then it just kind of keeps jumping forward about and just saying things that kind of happened before. And it gets a little, it gets a little wishy-washy. It, it it works as a play, for sure, but when I sit there in the audience as a filmmaker and I think, how would they translate this part into the movie? It's not as clearly translatable, if that makes sense to anybody. Now, this play, though, the entire thing, easily translatable into a into a film. In fact, I was thinking about it as a film the whole time, and that there are moments in this where you will be like, oh, that's a little... There's a couple of character development moments, like there with Snape especially, where he becomes that other Snape. Like, maybe we never got to know him in the books or the movies because we didn't really know he was doing good until that end, you know, till it was too late. And this, there's a moment where he is kind of doing good in this. So you're... Maybe it's this, that's how Snape would have been if we had gotten to know him, but the switch kind of happens a little... I don't know if it's quickly, but I, there, are, there are like two or three moments like that where you're like, okay... It's a it's a production. This kind of they can't dwell on this moment, and they kind of can't chisel away at it. It's got to like happen and move forward. Um, it's not bad or anything like that. It just felt a little like oh okay okay. It's not the usual J.K. Rowling uh, like move forward as such. If you're very familiar with that, so um, I, I'm going to say also there's a lot of language in here that sometimes not bad language, not like bad words or anything, but the the la- how they speak to each other. 
Um, okay, I understand they're another generation. I mean, this is 22 years later after the first one ended. So it's it's kind of like, oh, well, here they didn't talk like that. They talk more like what we talk like now. But at the same time, you know, they're 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 not muggles, but you know, Harry did live in the muggle world and they live in the muggle world. So they do have a little weird speech pattern, but I, I don't know how that sits with me just yet. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Um, just because I'll, I'll, I'll give it up to generational thing. You know, it's just that they're kids. So now obviously they're not going to sound the same way as their parents. Cause I mean, those, those Harry Potter moments took place in the mid, you know, book four was like 94, 95 or something technically. Um, but, but anyway, that 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 felt a little weird to me. I don't know where Hagrid was the whole time. Um, I I but overall, I think it was it was a very good. It reads very well. It's 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 a good read. It's definitely worth it. Um, I I am sitting here thinking, man, if they make this movie in the next five years, I want them to make this movie so that Maggie Smith can still be Professor McGonagall, obviously, and get everybody they can get to still be in this movie. And I think it'll be. It'll be good. It'll. They definitely need to work on some of the dialogue a little bit for movie. But again, this isn't a movie. This is a stage production. Um, where they chose to make the split between part one and part two, because if you're not familiar, how it's going to work is you can either go and see they're going to do both parts in one night. Part one from this time to this time, there'll be like a big break, and then part two this time to this time. Or so you can go see both in one night, or see one in this night, one in that night. Um, it's it's up to you. It's it's a very unique way of telling a story. It it does it does work. I there's not much in here I would shorten. I would maybe get rid of the first attempt that they make to go back and change what happens with Cedric Diggory. However, you do kind of need it because later on they do go back and they have to go to the third attempt at the maze because they've already gone back to the other two and they don't want to keep crisscrossing. So it's 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 uh it's it's one of those like tough calls. It's just that one part when I get to the end, but even then, I'm not I'm not a you know, this is this is a literary genius JK Rowling is, so I'm not I'm not going to mess with her work. I'm not ever going to say like, "Oh, that or that." Um it's not my favorite of all the Harry Potter books, but again, this is a different medium. This is a different medium. I love that it exists. Um because for me, the Harry Potter books, you know, they're one through seven, and each one of them is Harry in a different part of his life. And so the writing and the tone mature with him. So book one is very much like a kid's book. And then by the time you get to book seven, it's like death and, you know, the sacrifice, and they're kind of swearing a little bit in it. And it's it's very like, here's the world, and if you want to change it, you have to make these sacrifices. Um, this is definitely, what I love about this is it's Harry Potter anew again. So it's now... It's kind of like if you grew up, if you were one of the first people to get on board with Harry Potter, and now you're whatever age and you've got kids, I mean, you're going to be the Harry Potter in this book. You are Harry Potter, you know, but if you're somebody getting into it now, you're going to relate to the kids. Like, it's great where it's it's basically like parenting done by Harry Potter. Um, and that's definitely the theme of this is kind of the generational, like what we, what we, what happens to us and how we carry that to our next the next generation and then how that generation perceives and reacts to that. So, I mean, the theme is there. I mean, that whole, the way they do that, they base Harry Potter books around that sort of thing. That's, that's here. I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else I can say about this, to be honest with you. I, I thought I had a little bit more cause I've sat to think about it for a little bit, but 
it's definitely worth it. Oh, the split. I was, I'm sorry. I was talking about the break in it. It's in a weird spot. It's in a weird spot. It's, it's kind of like, it is definitely the midway point of the story. And honestly, you're like, okay, here's the quote unquote third act, you know, where this is the big moment and it's up to this character to kind of do this and rewrite everything and he'll get back and then, uh, and then we'll have the denouement, like the down, the downward, um, the closing action or whatever it's called. And then you're like, oh no, there's a major twist in here at the end when you think it's over. And that's what I, oh my God, I freaking love that about Harry Potter though. Every time you think it's over, you've got that little burst of extra and it just goes and it, it kind of gives you what you want. And this one, if you're a fan of the third book, because this one is very much about um, uh, time turners and that sort of stuff, you know, I think this will speak to that crowd. I think this book is for the people who are fans of third and fourth as their favorite books. It's definitely in there. It keeps that humor. It definitely tries to keep that Harry Potter humor in there for sure. Um, All the characters are pretty much who they are, except for I felt like Ron wasn't very Ron in this one. Ron was definitely basically comedic relief and kind of the... He goes to bars and drinks and makes jokes. Like, that's his thing. And I don't know. Of the three of those main characters in the books, Ron was my... I don't mean this to sound negative when I say least favorite, but if you were, I had a dinner party and I could only invite two people, I'm obviously inviting Harry and Hermione. No offense. And if Ron is your favorite, I, I honestly am not trying to offend you or anything like that. I'm just saying that he's my least favorite. And so he doesn't really doesn't really do anything for me in this either. So that's that. But I think it's great. I, and now I would love to get the Dumbledore book. If JK could maybe just write us The Life and Times of Dumbledore, that would be wonderful. Um, I would devour that. And I just, this this clearly is like a return to the Wizarding World that we want, you know, that we are just all so desperate for in such a great way. And it's at a great time because I just, I honestly, I can't wait for that new movie come out okay i as i was closing up i actually just caught my eye something interesting is that apparently jk rowling has now said that after cursed child there is going to be no more harry potter stories that's it she says he goes on a very big journey during these two plays and then yeah i think we're done this is the next generation you know rowling tells rooters so i'm thrilled to see it realized so beautifully but no harry is done now so apparently harry potter and the deathly uh i'm sorry harry potter and the cursed child is a five-hour-long play and is sold out through May 2017. So if you're thinking about booking that trip to England, you better plan for next summer, um, which I am seriously considering. Um, it's it's unfortunate. It says, it says, well, Rowling may be done with Harry Potter. She's not done with Harry's Wizarding World. Rowling will make her screenwriting debut with the Fantastic Beasts, obviously. Um, so who knows? Just because Harry's not in it doesn't mean we won't soon get more wizarding world stories um i look very much forward to fantastic beasts and where to find them i think that'll be a lot of fun um and how can it not when she's behind writing the material again obviously so that's it i think i've said everything i've said for now i'm still like coming down off of the the excitement of reading it um check it out i got like i said i got mine at target it was on sale for 17.99 but then i got that free um the poster with it too and i use my target red card which is another five percent off and then um you know you can get it on amazon amazon prime now um if you haven't read the books you got to check out all those books you can get all those on amazon you can get anything on amazon get the movies on amazon we're in harry potter fever the reason why you should be checking that out right now because this morning i got harry potter and the um the uh 
Sorcerer's Stone, the illustrated edition, those are normally $40. I got it for eight something this morning. I'm going to give them to my nephews for Christmas. I hope they're not watching this, or otherwise I've spoiled their present. But um, yeah, I got so I got a couple copies of that because it was only like nine bucks. All that stuff is on sale. I'll um, try and include some links in a show note so you can you can check out and see if there's any good stuff on there. But yeah, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I think you know the diehard fans, whoever. To to sum up everything, it's different. It's tonally a little different, obviously, as all of them are. Um, but again, a new medium, I think the appropriate medium maybe to tell this story, but also I look forward to, fingers crossed, if they get everybody involved, a future film of this, but um, it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth reading. So check it out. Let us know what you think um, on uh, wherever in the comments on this video or on, on iTunes. You can't leave comments. You can only leave reviews on iTunes. So um, you can hit us up on Twitter, Diz Pop Show. It's Diz Pop Show on everything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to talk about Harry Potter, I will always stop and talk about Harry Potter with you. And I want to know your thoughts about that um, because, I mean, it's Harry Potter. We all want to talk about it. So that's going to do it for now. Um, We uh, will see you next time with another edition of Diz Pop. (laughs) 